Welcome to Zero to a Million, where we interview multimillionaires on how they scaled their business to $500 million. Uh, 10 years ago? Nah, there are plenty of those types of podcasts out there. We want to provide you with strategies real time while we scale Unstack from zero to a million. Every week, you can learn from our successes and failures. Plus, get tips from our mentors and advisors. While we implement, you learn. While we learn, we scale. Welcome to the Zero to a Million podcast. Hey everyone, this is Carter, the producer of the podcast. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the Unstack YouTube channel. We've been posting video highlights of the podcast for the past few weeks. If you want to support us, please check out this week's video. You don't want to miss this one. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Zero to a Million brought to you by Unstack. I'm your host, Zach Rigo, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We have no guest. Uh, we're actually going to be reviewing Unstacked Startup Marketing Trends Survey, doing a deep dive into a couple key topics that we've spent some time really analyzing uh, throughout the podcast, and then also uh, doing a deep dive into some of the results we found and hopefully uh, giving you some guidance on areas of opportunity to scale. Looking through the report, we basically wanted to audit how SaaS companies were scaling um, and really how they were doing it, more importantly, profitably. Uh, it's incredibly difficult without a high level of brand recognition to get traffic, leads, more importantly, qualified leads and bring them through the funnel. So we reached out to uh, a bunch of partners, uh, our entire audience of about uh, you know 10,000 or so uh, SaaS marketers and founders and asked them to fill out a quick survey on not only what they're doing today and how their team's made up, but what they plan to do in the future. Today, we're going to spend a lot of time on their last year's marketing efforts, uh, how they focused on certain areas where they found the most success and then where their biggest challenges were. Uh, and the companies that we talked to were a 49% SaaS and 29% professional services. These are business consultants, coaches, uh, accountants, IT uh, consulting firms, agencies, digital marketing agencies, um, with kind of a smattering of other companies uh, in different industries, but really want to focus on the SaaS founders, marketers, and then and then business and B2B services. Uh, we asked a lot about how they funded the business. Obviously, that's going to be a huge dynamic in how they change uh, their go-to-market strategy. You know, VC-funded, uh, well-funded companies are able to invest significantly more, hire more resources than uh, either bootstrapped or just kind of the early angel seed uh, stage funded companies. A lot of who we spoke to were traditional businesses, either, uh, you know, bootstrapped and an angel or seed funded company. So that makes up 76% of the people we spoke with. What's really interesting is their go-to-market strategy and the size of their teams. So as we started to analyze size of the teams, most of them were two to five employees. Uh, and a lot of our customer base kind of falls into this range, either, a, you know, a non-technical and technical founder or, or co-founders. Um, or a marketer uh, added to that team or, or a salesperson added to that team. Uh, but you'll notice kind of the core demographic we were going after here was ranging from two to, to 19 employees. And that tells you a lot because these folks are really scrappy. They're finding very creative ways to go to market. They're using a lot of the strategies we've talked about over the last, you know, 20 plus episodes of Zero to a Million and they're going to give you a lot of insights into where they're struggling to scale. And it really starts with 
uh, how many people they have on their team and how big their team is. Uh, the majority of people we spoke with were in that C-level kind of co-founder role um, with the next two being manager or director, most of them being directors of marketing, product marketing, uh, and, and really kind of focusing on the go-to-market strategy. As we look at the size of the team, the marketing teams are small. Um, when you think about Unstack, it's myself, Kaylee, with the help of everybody else, Grant, Chris uh, on our support team, Carter on our support team. We all kind of contribute, but really Kaylee and I are the only folks that are dedicated to the go-to-market strategy. You'll notice most of the folks we interviewed are falling into that same bucket. Smaller marketing teams that are managing the website, landing pages, go-to-market strategy, content creation, paid marketing, partnerships. The list goes on and on. And it's really difficult to juggle all of those and continue to gain vast amounts of exposure. Today, I want to talk about not only what channels they're targeting, but how you should think about segmenting your personas to target those channels, something I've been doing a lot of research on over the last few months. So no shocker here, 71% of people say the most important marketing channel for them is SEO, 76 say content creation. Obviously, those two are very long-term strategies build it from the ground up with SEO, make sure you're spending the time building your site with SEO in mind, and then developing content targeting core keywords. Uh, really important to do this, but the difficult part of this is it's a slow, long, compounding grind. What's very interesting, and I spent a lot of time auditing, uh, you know, HubSpot, Twilio, uh, Shopify's investor relations deck, and when you look at their go-to-market strategy, something that's really interesting is their, their paid media, when they're doing Facebook advertising or Google Ads advertising, they're usually getting kind of their uh, entrepreneur, solopreneur, SMB, very SMB client acquired through that channel. Interesting. When they do SEO and content, kind of the mid-funnel for them they're bringing in more of their SMB to mid-market clients. And then as you go in and you look at their go-to-market strategy for enterprise, it's kind of heavy outbound sales, partnerships, events, things that take a long time and a lot of money. So when you see these strategies on, on, on the slides here, it's really interesting to point out that SEO and content are huge. Obviously, they're low cost, high effort, but also high impact over a long period of time. You'll see Facebook and Google ads that 29 and 30%. I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, with LinkedIn ads coming right behind those two at 22%. All paid media, uh, LinkedIn ads being the most expensive, Google ads falling in second, and, and Facebook ads being the, the most cost effective. But I think if you are a B2B SaaS company or services company, your quality of leads goes in that order as well. LinkedIn ads being most qualified, Google ads typically being second, Facebook ads being least mostly because of uh, the targeting options and then more importantly, the intent, the high level of intent that comes with Google AdWords. People are actively searching for uh, your product or solution. Things that I found really interesting here, podcast, only 13%. Podcast advertising is something I've had a lot of success with and, and Unstack is going to be doubling down on uh, throughout this year. And it's an easy go-to-market strategy. You don't have to find folks with an audience of 20, 30,000 to get results. Uh, in, in my previous life, I actually sponsored a podcast that had 750 listeners. Very low cost. I think we paid, I don't know, we'll say 250 bucks an episode. 
Uh, we did a takeover for a couple of months, cost us a couple of thousand dollars. We got eight episodes, but we got something like 30 deals from it because it's a small, intimate environment. The hosts were not doing pre-recorded, pre-roll ads. They were actually weaving it organically into the podcast episodes and topics. And we actually did kind of a go-to-market strategy meeting with them. So topics of uh, we wanted to talk about where they could easily weave in our product and make it seem organic. We had them do a customer interview where they actually interviewed a customer, like amazing social proof. The customer weaved in organically that the, the tools they were using, we happened to be one of them. Um, and over time, you know, subsequently following those episodes, they start to hear, the, the listeners start to hear our name come up over and over and over again, but they've already developed a use case for us. So I think 13% is a little low. I'd actually encourage uh, founders and marketers to go and find podcasts that are really, you know, niche focused to your ICP, ideal customer profile, and find creative ways to get ingrained with them. These podcast hosts are looking for sponsors more often than not. If they have, you know, 700 to 1,000 listeners consistently, that's that's pretty compelling, compelling group. And you can create an offer that's really unique and organically intertwined with the podcast. So I would spend a lot of time doing that. Um, the other thing I love here is if you if you think about kind of the, the go-to-market for social um, falling somewhere in, in kind of the smaller uh, or very, very small SMB or solopreneur, be careful in your targeting options there. Um, Facebook can be costly. We, we've spent up to $3,000 in a month on it, which for us is a, a decent chunk of our marketing budget. And uh, while it gets high volume of leads and good quality leads, they can sometimes be churning. So as you're beginning to invest in uh, these channels, don't just look at what's my cost per action or, or cost per lead. Look at your cost to acquire the customer and then look at the LTV of those customers after you get some data. Sometimes it's good to kind of pull back, sit for a few months and monitor as a cohort. How did the Facebook you know, campaign X perform from a CAC perspective, but then what was the LTV to CAC ratio? You should be looking for a three-time LTV to CAC in anything you do at a minimum. Um, you, you, you can't spend that much time waiting, but you you should get really quick cohort analysis to understand if they're dropping off after a, a couple of months. So something to really monitor there is if you are acquiring those, those you know, VSMBs or solopreneurs, how fast are they dropping off? And this is something that you'll see a lot of the big companies do. Shopify is a really nice example. I recommend everyone looks at their most recent investor deck because they went deep on this topic. But really powerful to see how they target each of those core personas. And they go pretty deep into uh, the strategies for each of them as well. One that I think everyone should be doubling down on if they are creating a lot of content is partner marketing. Really easy to create content, put it on your blog, but if no one sees it, it's not doing much for you. You are creating long-term SEO benefits, hopefully, and people will find that over time. But spend a lot of time going and finding guest blogging opportunities. Every single partnership we look for or kick off starts with really how can we contribute to your ecosystem and how can you contribute to ours? Is it a co-marketed webinar? Is it us writing a guest blog post and taking our resources off of our site and our content to create some for you? Getting a backlink from that? Really, really powerful. 
Another amazing strategy is to go and find every single free marketplace you can be listed on. If you go and look at any no-code community or marketplace, you will find Unstack, I hope. If you find one that we haven't found yet, please send it to me, Zach at Unstack.com. But we spend a lot of time thinking about how can we just get a, a free backlink, get our lit name out there, um, create and contribute content to their audience, provide them guides or insights that are unique to us, marketing trend survey being one of them, to really gain the exposure we need to drive the traffic to the great content we're creating that over time creates a lot of goodwill with, with our target customers. So don't just think about creating content and SEO, think about distribution and how you can get the great content you're creating out to your audience. So no, no shocker here about which marketing channel is the number one driver of growth for your business. Number one, SEO, right? We spend a lot of time on it when we built our site. If you're using tools like Unstack, you know, your, your site is indexed appropriately. You've input all your meta tags, title tags, uh, alt text, you know, things that just are, are time consuming on the front end, but long-term benefits on the back end. Uh, number two, email marketing. Number three, content creation. So uh, no shockers here, but I think the really interesting one was that, hey, people are really investing a lot in email marketing still. Great strategy, obviously, if you have content creation and you're nurturing folks and informing them with different pieces of content. Uh, you know, I obviously recommend uh, a podcast. We have a lot of success sending our podcast out in an email uh, video. We, we've now transitioned this podcast into video. We're creating snippets to put onto YouTube and share. Um, but really find creative ways to get a one-to-many approach with your content creation. A webinar is a great strategy here. Create a webinar, record it. Um, now you've got the registration asset from the jump to get people to attend live. When they don't, you've got a uh, video asset in the recording that you can use in multiple ways and upload to YouTube. Uh, and then obviously transcribe the webinar using a tool like Descript or, or any of the other numbers of tools. I really like Descript as a tool for this to transcribe it and put it on your blog. Now you've got more blog content and really find creative ways to get a one-to-many asset that can be used multiple times. Similar strategy we're using with the marketing trend survey. We emailed people to get them to take the survey and acquired information from there. We partnered with our partners to distribute the survey. Um, interesting for them because we gave them, you know, unique data from it. Um, now we created a guide that's a download. We emailed that out to our database. We're now creating video content, podcast content, and, you know, doing this, this breakdown here. So just giving you a real life example that you're watching live on how we took one asset and turned it into many assets and many outreaches to not only our core audience, but our partner audience, and then distributed it across uh, every channel we have. Now, what's the biggest challenge in actually growing the business? And there are three here that I think are, are really intertwined. Number one, lowering customer acquisition costs. You're investing a lot in content. Again, a one-to-many approach works very well. Create one piece of content that you can distribute through many channels. Spend time thinking about that. Be really deliberate about the pieces of content you're creating and finding ways to get them distributed through multiple channels. Capturing more leads, same thing, right? If we can create a piece of content that's compelling and share it across multiple channels, we should in turn capture more leads from that and generate more website traffic. But be very deliberate with everything you are investing time in and finding ways that you can distribute that efficiently through co-marketing partnerships, um, obviously email, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, and really investing a lot of time there. Go back and listen to the episode with Jackie Hermes from Acelity. 
have your team start building personal brands. You yourself as a founder should be building a personal brand. Incredibly low customer acquisition cost. You're generating significant amount of website traffic. Uh, our episode with Jackie, our blog post got 160 plus website visitors. Our episode with Nick from Topic got 100 and I think 93 visitors to the blog just because he posted it to his audience. And, and it was just a new opportunity for people to not only hear about us, but hear all of Nick's and, and Jackie's great insights. But Jackie's created a following of tens of thousands of folks on LinkedIn. And her, she's now having her team do the same thing. And it's super powerful in lowering your acquisition costs, not only to acquire leads, but to acquire customers. As she mentioned in the episode, the level of credibility that she has with folks or that her team has with folks and the, the almost personal connection that people feel with her company when they come in as a lead is second to none. Like it just lowers and it lowers the customer acquisition cost, increases conversion rate dramatically, drives traffic and captured leads. It does, it, it, it overcomes all of these challenges just in one swoop by creating that personal brand online and really allowing your team to create the personal brand online. Last thing that I think super interesting here is the level of investment in refining and honing your conversion flow. Across Unsack websites, the average landing page conversion rate is two. The average landing page conversion rate on pages without A-B testing is 1.7, while the average conversion rate on pages with A-B testing is 2.6. That's a 50% increase. If you're getting a thousand visitors per month to that landing page, that 50% increase in conversion rate means you're getting 10 more leads on one page alone. If you're using Unstack, amazing. Make sure you're using our A-B testing functionality. If you're not using Unstack, please go find a way to A-B test every single bit of messaging on your homepage, which is probably getting the most traffic, on dedicated landing pages so that you can really understand what resonates with the audience. I mentioned this in a bunch of podcasts, but like Grant spends a lot of time, you know, uh, tweaking and testing the homepage. We have a test going on right now with some personalization. I spend a lot of time thinking about landing pages and testing. Usually my great idea doesn't work, but if it does, and I'm getting uh, a 10.8% conversion rate on a recent test with, with Facebook versus 9.0, that's a massive leap. That's 20% increase over where I was before. And it's really powerful to get those insights um, and understand what's working and iterate fast. If you are pre-launch and you have just started creating content and building a brand and trying to understand your messaging, don't build a one-page site, please. Build a website that has a call to action with an A-B test in the hero section. Create dedicated product pages that really go deep on certain problems you're solving and test your messaging to see what resonates. But please don't go and create just a one-page site that says, join our beta list. You're selling yourself short on the number of emails you're gonna get to opt in on the front end. You're also selling yourself short on how you message and brand the product when you go live. And to me, if you can turn on the product with messaging somewhat dialed in in, in, in a few months after you use to kind of launch your waitlist or beta list, you're going to scale so much faster. So please take the time to invest in creating great content, building out SEO from the jump, building a full website that has a homepage, a product page, a, a blog with some content, an about us page, 
an FAQ section, which always index really well on Google and allows you to really type out and formalize what are the questions you are trying to answer with your product, build all of that out, and then set up an A-B test as many times as you can on hero sections and calls to action. Because when you go live, and you might not have all the test results when you do go live, but when you do go live, you will have insights into what's resonating with your personas. If you want more in-depth analysis from this guide, I only gave you about 30% of the slides here to give you a little bit of an understanding of what we have there. Please go to unstack.com forward slash marketing trends report. We'll put the link in the post here. Download this guide, use it, put it to good use. And as always, if you want any insights or a quick strategy call with me, happy to dedicate some time with you. You can email me to uh, zach at unstack.com, Z-A-C-H at unstack.com. I'm happy to schedule a quick 30-minute teardown of your current website, your current go-to-market strategy, opportunities for advancement, and uh, you know, really build a strategy uh, with you that maybe includes Unstack, but, but more than likely it doesn't have to. And I'm happy to just help you out as much as I can. Thanks so much. Hope everyone has a great day. As always, like, subscribe, rate, and review. Please connect with me on LinkedIn, Zach Rigo. Please email me if you have any questions or any opportunities for us to help you out. Thank you for listening to the Zero to a Million podcast brought to you by Unstack, the no-code marketing platform. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. See you next week for more startup insights and strategies.